The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on a break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hi guys, welcome back to Cowboys Break. Today we're going to talk about the... We're going to give our final thoughts on this game that is coming up against the Eagles. Uh, Another away game for the Cowboys, which have not been good at all. Not even the ones at home for the most part, but we're going to try to figure this whole thing out and... During the break, towards the end, we're going to get to some of y'all's questions. So make sure to send it in at Cowboys Break on Twitter or uh, just send it in. Yeah. It's Twitter. I, I don't send remember it. the phone number, and Derek is the one that has it memorized. 1-8-8-5-5-2-2-9-7. That's not the right one. All right. Send it in, Jerome. Right. But okay, we'll figure it out. Anyways, all right, let's go over. Yesterday, we talked about several guys. There is a pretty long list of injured players for the Cowboys. And a lot of them are still limited. Some of them have still not practiced yet. So I wanted to see uh, some of these guys, what has happened since yesterday. You ready? Practicing right now as we speak. Um, uh, Let's go with the guys not practicing because that's easier. (laughs) Because then we got like about 48 guys. But Tavon Austin not practicing, may not practice anymore. We'll find out about that. Connor Williams not practicing this week, not going to play. David Irving probably not going to play. Joe Thomas will be out. Sean Lee is also going to be out. Taco is not practicing, and I would imagine... Dave, that means he won't play. How either. many guys did you just list? Like we might have just we might have just nailed the inactives right yeah. there. <laughs> yep, Tavon, Connor, Irving, Joe Thomas, Sean Lee, and Taco Charlton. Is that six? Yeah, Mike White. Throw Mike seven. White in there. Yeah, there we go. Done. Two birds, one stone. And unless. Well, how are you guys feeling about Swain? Well, I think Swain. I mean, even if he's not like a hundred percent, which he won't be. I think he's just active because just, yeah. you can be. Yeah. Now, hold on. Let's look at these guys real quick and see. You've got your guard. Connor's going to be out. Now, two linebackers, but nobody really moves up from a linebacker standpoint to replace them, right? No, I think you just – I mean, like Justin March Lillard and Chris Covington might have to play more than they're used to. Five linebackers would be on, on the team active, right? Yeah. You've got you've got the two young guys, Leighton, Jalen, Damian Wilson, and then Covington, Covington, and, and Marshall Lillard. Okay, it seems uh, a little light, but yeah. I think you can make I don't it know happen. What, you don't have anybody on the roster. You'd have to move somebody up, right? Um, and then from a wide receiver standpoint, Deontay Thompson has been banged up with ribs injury. He's probably going to play now. There's also some talk here, and even Jason Garrett said it today in his press conference that Noah Brown could get moved up to the roster and play they would need to create a roster spot by doing that yeah that is so i mean he started practicing last week he looks i mean he looks like he's ready to go they can move him to the 53 anytime they want they'd have to make a corresponding move some speculation that maybe Tavon austin would be the move if he needs to go to ir uh, i haven't heard anything definitive about that or, you know, you could just cut somebody, too, either way. Now, what would be, and I know, and I'm the first one to want to see that move happening because I've been wanting, and we no, both no, have I'm the first both one. You could be second. First you could okay, be second. Okay, second, whatever. We're, we're on the same team. 
we're we've been wanting to see Noah Brown play and get on the field, but what would be the the necessity or the reason as to why they would make that move right now, especially after bringing in uh, Cooper? And just with well, the wide receiver the, room that it's happening there. I mean, even as the president of the Noah Brown fan club, I would say temper your expectations. I mean, I think, you know, you get a firmer diagnosis of what Tavon's dealing with. You don't, you know, it's hard to keep a guy who's not playing on the roster for more than two or three or four weeks. Like, it's a small roster when you're talking about how physical football is. So you get a healthy receiver in, he can block, he can do yeah. the things that they like to do. You know, Alan Hearns has been that guy who they love to motion him in and and have him you know he'll chip the tire he'll chip the defensive end or or be a part of that i no disrespect to alan hearns but i think noah brown's probably better at that so he can do a lot of that stuff uh and and have a small role in the passing game he'd probably be the fourth or fifth receiver like he ain't he ain't gonna catch 50 balls is what i'm trying to say but he can play a role not in one game no no not no. um <laughs> you're right about that about motioning him down into the they love to do that they love stuff. to do it it it's one of the top two or three things they do that absolutely just drives you nuts. Drives me crazy. I don't understand it. At least they do it with Hearns and not Tavon like they did yeah. in the preseason. It just it just doesn't matter. It's just like, oh, let's just put them all in here and then but that to me is just kind of like an arrogant type move of like hat on a hat. Our guys are better than your guys. But when it comes to receivers blocking safeties, I mean they're they're not now, the one thing about Noah Brown we've said a thousand times, hey, William, how's <laughs> Thank it going? Thank you so much. <laughs> William's Thank bringing you, in William. our – we're going to talk about that fleece here later. Yes. Thank you very much. Man behind the scenes right there, William Boykins. Does it all. Does it all, William Sometimes Boykins. he's not behind the scenes. Sometimes no, he's, he's right front and center <laughs> sometimes. He's, he's in front of the camera a lot of the time. Yeah. You just have to like, where's Waldo? And you'll find him. <laughs> where's William? Um. But the thing about Noah Brown is, I think my point I was making is that we, we've always said he's very similar to Dez, you know, body type. He kind of looks like him. Uh, mm -hmm. Last year, it was always hard to tell which one was which. Um, but, you know, he does bring that kind of body structure to the team. And so hopefully, you know, and that, that can help a little bit in the running game. But you're right. It's not going to be. It'd be interesting. I mean, they don't have to do anything with him, but they could. So it's something to keep an eye on today and tomorrow. Uh, he's not on the 53 right now, but they can change that quickly. And they have another week after this if they decide not to activate him. But if they're thinking about it, that signals that they're probably going to do it at some point. You know, and if Tavon Austin is the guy that goes to injured reserve, that's going to obviously end the season for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But probably end his career with the Cowboys. I mean... I don't. It's I'm kind of speculating. It, it, here, that's but. well. That's super. I, I don't know. I mean, what is? He'd be a free agent. He will. He will enter free agency. But I mean, what is? What does his market look like? Yeah. What is? Who? Who's interested? How much money can he command? Do the Cowboys see a role for him next year? Who knows? I mean, yeah. And and, and he needs to look at. Remember, he was. He's never, you know, picked his team. He was. Right. He was, you know, drafted by the Rams, traded to the Cowboys, and. You know, when he goes into free agency next year, he will probably look at an offense that will utilize him a little bit better. And maybe that offense is here. I don't know. Well, it depends I on what kind of system changes. is here. Oh, yeah. And, and there has to be. Yeah. I think everyone knows that now, right? right? I mean, there has to be changes. We're not something. I mean, I mean they're, they're not. 
they're not going to go with with Linehan as the play caller next year in the offense. I can't imagine that they just roll everything out the same way as it is right now. I don't know. I mean, and it's too soon for me to speculate what that change will be. I mean, it could be a head coaching change. Maybe it's a coordinator change. I don't know. But I can't imagine that we get to January and it's all the same. I that would be that would be <laughs> yeah. There's no way that would be wild. Um, I liked I liked what Tavon brought. Uh, I didn't think that they always used him the right way, but it, he showed flash. He averaged nine yards per carry when he actually got to carry the ball, and he did some nice things in the passing game too when he got the opportunities. I know you know he had the the missed the missed throw that turned into a pick in Houston. I wouldn't try to throw those routes with him as my wide receiver. Like it, it was his mistake, but I don't completely put that on him. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, and, so. and he's not. Nothing's happened with him. There's just speculation. Yeah, that, that no, they that's, could go down. I don't want to. I don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole because we don't know for sure that that's going to happen. But and yesterday we talked a little bit about the Cowboys' uh, defense and got into that for a little bit. But after looking at what the Eagles often has to offer when you match it up with the Cowboys' defense and the guys that are available as of right now. And like we mentioned, there's Sean Lee, Randy Gregory, Taco Charlton, mm-hmm. right, who have not practiced. Randy's ha- been Randy's been out there. So I think Randy's going to play. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I, I didn't mean Randy. David Irvin. Right. There you go. Yeah. David Irvin and Taco Charlton. So when you get those guys out of the mix and you're left with what you have on the field, how do you expect this to work out against the Eagles offense? Yeah, I think that the um, it, it's going to be similar I, from a personnel standpoint. The Cowboys are hoping not from a result standpoint, but personnel standpoint would be similar to what you saw last week. Irving was out. They replaced him with a bunch of tackles. Um, the Quran Reeds, Daniel Ross. Um, Daniel Ross played a nice played game. Played a really nice game. Antoine Woods has been playing. They, they actually... Surprisingly, with with Irving out, they still moved Tyrone Crawford out to end a lot. I yeah. think to help with um, uh, to, to stop against the run, and that was that was with um, Gregory out. Gregory will be back in this game. Taco probably won't play it. So I think uh, Rod Marinelli yesterday. It's a great word for him. He called Tyrone their utility guy. Like he just he plays what they need him to play, and so. Even like Antoine Woods feel, I mean, he's been like the starter even when they've had their full complement of guys, it feels like. Maybe that's just because Irving really hasn't played that much. But I would imagine Woods and Malik would be your starting tackles. Lawrence, obviously, on the left side. If Gregory's available, you play, you know, you can rotate him and Crawford on the right side. You mm-hmm. can maybe play Crawford on the left, too. And then you got Daniel Ross and uh, Karan Reed who can help you in a pinch at tackle, too. Would be my guess. I'm telling you. This team is really not far away from being a 3-4 team. I know you say that, and I don't know. I'd, I don't love the idea of standing Demarcus Lawrence up. I don't. I, I don't know. I, if you could count on Gregory, that would be easy. One. It's a big, gigantic if. I think Jalen Smith maybe is an outside linebacker. Oof. Seriously. <sighs> that scares me. I don't know. He could be. Anyways, I like you've got these versatile guys in Irving and Crawford that would be perfect ends. Collins, you'd figure out a way. I don't know if he'd be a good nose in the three four. Okay, but the guys that you just listed as ends don't ha- like David Irving does not have a long term future here. Not right now, yeah. and I don't know that the Cowboys are going to be super eager to sign. And I think Crawford's got one, maybe even That's two true. years That's left. That's true on his about deal, Irving. But- 
Uh, Maybe yeah, Collins. Collins might be a good three, four in. I, I don't really have a good reason for it because I know you can give people more looks out of a three, four mm-hmm. and it's more multiple, but I've always liked the four, three. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Do you guys think that the that other teams are starting to figure out Jalen Smith and how the Cowboys are utilizing him as far as like rushing? And he he was successful at the beginning of last game against the Titans, but you start seeing the he, teams doing things differently to where he's not able to. Keep. I think he ran out of gas. I'm not trying to cut you off, but I think he really ran out of gas. I Simple really, as that. I mean, I, he was so worked up, so fired up, making play. I mean, that that fumble recovery that didn't count, the one that was on the the pass that they called a fumble, but then overturned it. I mean, he picked up the ball and and somebody tried to tackle him and he just bounced off of him. I mean, he was so jacked up. And then every play they ran to the end zone and all that. By the end of the game, he 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 was spent. And I don't know if they figured him out. I just I don't think you saw the same type of play. He was he was not. Interested in making a couple of tackles? Yeah, uh, it, it just wasn't the same. He, he guy. just started off too strong. And then I mean, he I mean, out. this. I I want to be I want to be delicate with this because I I think the world of Jalen Smith. Yeah. I, yeah. I know how much football means to him, but like, yeah, I think he gets like, I think he gets overexcited almost to the point where he's like, this is going to look great on Instagram later. You know what I mean? He's like, this photo is going to be great on my feet. <laughs> like seriously, and I don't mean that to say that he no, doesn't yeah. care, but. He he's he's a promoter. Like if you've been around no Jay, he is a self promoter. And I think maybe he gets a little wrapped up in that aspect of it. Which I mean, he's a young guy, he's twenty three, so I get that. I, I love Instagram and I'm like six years older than him. So um it's just, Isn't I think, that crazy. I think he's I think he's got some maturing to do. I'm trying I mean I don't mean that in a bad way because that's just I mean, that's young people, but that's something that has stood out to me. I mean, he he plays off of, off of um, athleticism a lot. I mean, that I think one of the greatest defensive plays that I've seen in a long time was the Houston game when he made when he ran down oh Deshaun Watson. Everything you wanted to see from from Jalen Smith as far as being a high draft pick type player, he showed on that play. Doesn't uh, that doesn't have technique? That's nothing to do with technique. That's just awareness to go and get track the football. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you need a little bit more technique, and and I still think like like you know Dave said he's still maturing not it's, not only as a person but as a player and all that. Just I, I, yeah, that's maturity in the sense of you know Jason Garrett talks about it all the time. Like even keel, like same approach, not getting too hyped when you get two turnovers in the first five minutes, and not getting too low if you're down a couple scores in the in the Le- second half. Leighton Vanderesh missed a lot of tackles in that game. He he not. Uh, plays that we're not used to him him uh, not making. So together, those two guys, especially with Sean Lee out, uh, those two guys are going to have to to rally and play to well. Clean together. it up a little bit. They I need will, to. It's in- and I agree with you for that matter. But I think it's interesting because I asked Rod Marinelli about them specifically yesterday, Leighton and Jalen, how they play, and he was like beside himself. How he was like they played amazing, like oh. they were great. Just oh, 54, <laughs> 54 was everywhere. Like. I mean, and and so they do. You know, I think honestly, it's the age-old thing of like maybe they're victims of their own success. Like we've seen them do these things at such an early stage that it is it's kind of staggering when they don't make a play that mm-hmm. we think they can make. So what's up with the neck collar, neck roll? Because is uh, that is that Rod gave that to Jalen? 
Because, I mean, it's like old school, it's like, like the 70s old school player. Is it like the old school player of the week? No, I, or are you like the Lance Armstrong yellow jersey until someone takes it from you? Because yeah, he's always got it. It's a permanent thing, I think. Like, he's Jalen's not giving that back. No. And he makes sure he's wearing it every time he talks to the media. Oh, yeah. It was like Romo in those starter hats. Like, oh, God, yeah. I got to get this on. Yeah. Okay, go. Ready. Um, it, it makes me uncomfortable every time. Like, just take it off. I so, don't. I don't remember why he got it, but Rod gave it to him, sort of as like a you're a old school tough, like that's how football is supposed <laughs> to be type of thing. All right. Well, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll get Ooh. into game day predictions. If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to Directv now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed. No bulky hardware. No annual contract. Just. Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVnow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk Talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to the break. Welcome back to the second segment of the show, Nick. Let's try to do this quickly here. Uh, we have been given some really nice fleeces from J.C. Penny. Super nice. You're gonna wear yours here. You gonna model it? I'll no. model it for you guys. Looks, no, you just no. twist your twist your arm, right? And you're like, like I a, mean, if you force me to, I guess. Like I will. If Ken puts me on camera, that's like wow. the south end zone. I'm not there. even on camera. It does. It yeah. looks like the end zone there at AT&T Stadium. Now the uh, no, the, it's really it's really comfortable. Very um, soft inside. Gonna keep you warm in this and, cold weather. And, the guys With a good have, cost. We didn't, we didn't bring ours. The guys have one. It looks a little different than that. But it's a pullover instead of a zipper. But yeah. JCPenney. It's it's given to us by JCPenney. They've created 10,000 exclusive fleeces for Texas stores only. It's not available online or other retailers. Okay. You purchase a fleece. You can upload their receipt to DallasCowboys.com slash JCPenney. You have a chance to win tickets, parking, and the opportunity to be a part of the mosh pit. Get this. Wow. For the Red Kettle Kickoff Halftime Show. Some of us in this room, I think, have already done that. But if you haven't, it seems like it'd be fun. Cowboys will select 50 lucky winners who will get a chance to bring a guest with them. Every fleece sold by JCPenney's, they donate $10 for the North Texas Salvation Army. 
So they'll make a donation of $100,000 so once the promotion ends help at the end of this weekend. So go to JCPenney. Get entered into a pretty cool Mosh contest. Pit. Yeah. Go to JCPenney. Buy your what a a deal. Fleece, fleece. Which... And you can upload your receipt and with a chance to win. Tickets. If you live in the DMV or California or Jersey, we're sorry. They're not in your stores. You could come down here, come to Texas, and maybe go buy one here. Sounds yeah. fun. All right. Well, thank you for that. And like I said, it's, it's worth it. You, need you get other things, you get to help out, and on top of that, I mean, it's hey, a really cool... Do me a favor. It's supposed to be cold I, in Philly. Wear that yeah, in seriously. Philly. Yeah, like, walk right. around and wear that. It'd be cool. So they can throw beers at me? Yeah. 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 I gotta throw a beer. That'd oh, be, okay. It'd be cool if they did. Not like it. on the field. <laughs> not like on the field. I'm not wearing... Uh, maybe on game day, like, I'll probably wear a beanie or something, but I'm not wearing cowboy stuff around Philly on Saturday. No way. No. They're, not they're worth too it. aggressive. Not worth it. All right. Well, moving on from that, we'll get into Nick's favorite segment, which that's what I call it now, game day prediction. Huh. <laughs> Early? I still haven't, yeah. I haven't figured it out Oh, yet. then you're screwed. <laughs> too right. bad. Derek right. is not here, but we, he we know what. Derek would pick a win. <laughs> we know what he Derek would Derek will talk for like 50 minutes about, like, I'm objective, and the team's disappointing. And he's like, Cowboys 38, Eagles 10. I don't know. I just kind of feel that. That That's sounds what, about yeah. right. Mm. All right. Well, you want to start it off? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, there's two ways you can look at this. I mean, like a win or a loss. Well, thank you. Nick. Right. Thank you for that. I, I, I've heard this line of thinking several times throughout the week, and I agree with it in a way because people are like, well, this is just the type of thing they do. You know, like they, you know, they play a disappointing game against the Titans and then they go up and they beat their division rivals. Like that's just the type of thing that they would do. Well, winning at home against a mediocre Tennessee team was supposed to be the type of thing that they do too. Uh, so I can't trust that. I just can't. I, they're so inconsistent. They have not played. They had not only have they not won on the road, they have not really played well on the road. Um, we haven't seen them crack 20 points in a road game. Is that right? Right. Yeah. Um, I know. And, and look, we talked about it yesterday. The Eagles secondary is, is banged up and bad. They give up chunk yardage. Have we seen anything from the Cowboys passing game that gives us faith that they can take advantage of that? I mean, do I think that they could? Sure. But I like to see things before I believe them. And so... Dave, they have Amari Cooper now. They do. Yeah, no. There's He's the savior. There's, He's going to come in and save this team. I thought Amari Cooper played really well on Monday night. So yeah, I won't, he did. I won't be surprised if there's some juice in the passing game. But it's not enough to make me think that they're going to go up there on the road. Carson Wentz is quietly playing like a beast right now he was shaky when he first came back he's thrown 12 he's thrown 12 touchdowns to one interception in the five games since his debut uh he's a really good player i think they're gonna have a hard time with him and i just you know i think the cowboys could win but i i just don't trust him to do that so yeah. i'm thinking eagles uh 27 cowboys 23 they'll crack 20 They'll crack twenty on this team, but it won't be enough. I was, I think it, it will not be a beatdown like they this. It, it hasn't been. The Cowboys actually play really well up there over the years. I think they're five and two under Garrett at Lincoln Financial Field. So, mm. but the, I don't think they get the win. Yeah, this is a tough one. Yeah, I, I keep going back and forth on this one. I think, I think the the Eagles, they're just not as good this year. I mean. That doesn't mean that they're not going to be uh, They They had a slow start. And that happens sometimes to Super Bowl champions. 
uh, especially ones that have you know injured injured quarterbacks. Um, I still think though that their offense is. It'll be interesting to see just how dynamic they are now with Golden Tate and what he's able to do. Uh, he's a better, more polished receiver, at least a more experienced receiver than Amari Cooper. So I think he he will come in even quicker um, than than Cooper did, and Cooper did a nice job. Still, I think the Cowboys. I agree with that first thing you said. It's just a cowboy thing to do to go up there when every when all hope is lost, and the draft shows like on on the queue ready to go, <laughs> to go up there on Sunday night and beat the Eagles. So I'm going to pick the Cowboys twenty-one to twenty to beat the Eagles. Twenty-one twenty. That's a dramatic finish to twenty. Okay. Yep. That kicker missed the extra point to tie the game. They drove down. Nice drive by Wentz. They drove. They scored to Tate. But he missed the extra point. Oh. 21-20. All right. We so, didn't get a good view because we're on the field. You're, so you're, are we imagining like a two-minute drive, like t- down 20-14? to 14, Yeah. Dak takes him down the field? No, not Dak. This is Wentz. <laughs> Wentz drove him oh, down the oh, field. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Wentz drove him they, down wow, the field. They and missed they the game-tying extra point. And we're like, okay, get ready for overtime. God. And then they missed it. I don't want to be that kicker in Philadelphia of all places. That'd be fun. <laughs> um, what do you got, A.G.? Well, you st- I'm not going to dance around like Nick did. I'm not well, gonna you be gave us 30 so minutes to do yeah. it. So. I, I like it. No, I would no, rather, I'd rather have half the show to talk about it than while yeah. the music's playing be like, well, they're going to lose. Hey, that's not your style not anyways. You're just like, boom. Yeah, so I'm, pretty, I'm, pretty direct. I'm pretty direct and pretty simple. I'm going to choose the Cowboys to win this game. Why? I don't know. That's the feeling I've been having all week. I feel that they're going to go out there, win their first road game, especially – uh, facing the Eagles, which is a big rivalry. Sure. I hate that word because I can't pronounce them too well. Okay. A big rival. And there you go. they're too cocky. The Eagles are too cocky, and mm-hmm. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. And Pretty the Cowboys cool. are going to shut them up this one time. I don't know about the second time when they face them again later the year, in this year. But for this specific game, I would say 2016 and... Not necessarily because they're a better team than the Eagles or because just they're going to play better. The it's NFL just, is just a strange lady. The NFL is a strange lady, and okay. Locke is just going to have it that way for Garrett. He's going to figure out a way to win this one and kind of keep, like I keep saying, he's going to make keep keep you there standing on the border of the <laughs> abyss. Ab- how is that word in English? Abyss. Abyss? Yeah, Damn. you got it. You know, for all the I mean, for all the doom and gloom this week and it's warranted. I mean, yeah, no, no fan should be happy about the last like week, but um, it it shouldn't be surprising to anybody if they find a way to pull this off. I mean, you've been around this team long enough like that is the type of thing that they do. But And and if I thought Philadelphia was like really, really head and shoulders above, you know, everyone else, that's fine. But. You know, they, they, there's been some games that they haven't played well. They haven't necessarily played well at home. No, uh, they've lost two games at home. Yeah. They're, they're four and four. Like, they're a yeah. 500 team. So, I I don't know. It was it was a close one. I didn't even know what I was going to do before before William walked in. But because <laughs> we, we, we were talking about that, we were talking about William and Larry. William uh, walked in. I just went with William. Gotcha. Okay. If a guy named Larry would have walked in, that might have been different. We don't have any Larrys here. That would have been real weird then. Get yeah. Out of, get out of All space. right. Well, Jerry Jones, we already know that he made his comments about the coaching staff and how that's going to stay the same as of right now. They're not going to be any big changes. 
But if the Cowboys do lose this game against the Eagles, and now this is a question from Twitter, mm-hmm. how does this really change things? Does this change things in like a big way of like, okay, now the dynamic around the building is completely different than w- what it's been so far? Or do you just keep taking it week by week and this is what it is? Well, I'll say this. It, it also depends on what type of game. If they lose 31-28 or whatever, I, I don't think you'll see a big change. I think if this team, again, struggles to score points at, on the road uh, and they lose 20-10, to 10, something like that, or 23-7, to 7, um, I 100% believe there will be a change in the um, structure of the play calling. I don't know who's calling it or who... The titles being changed, I don't know. I just think the structure of how things are called in the in the game next mm-hmm. game in Atlanta will be different. If they don't score any points in this game and struggle to do anything, I I 100% believe there will be a change. You can criticize me all you want. I I don't like to step out on those types of limbs in regard to this. And it's not because I'm afraid to say things like that. It's because there's only two people in the world who can make that decision. Mm-hmm. It's Jerry and Stephen Jones. They sit in the box and watch these games together, and what happens on Sunday is going to determine how they feel about it. Like, right right now, I completely believe, Jerry, that he's like, yeah, this is the way it's going to be. And you're right. If they go and lose 30-10 to 10 in Philly, he'll, he might change his mind, but, like, that's completely up to him. I will say, I, I, I wrote this in my column yesterday, like, this, this month is even bigger than usual, I think, because of the way they've struggled and if you go look at the schedule, they're going to spend the next month on national TV. Mm-hmm. Atlanta is the only game of the year where they can like hide in a regional broadcast. Like National TV Sunday, Thanksgiving against Washington, the entire world watches football on Thanksgiving, and then a Thursday night game against the Saints where you're the only thing on. If it doesn't get better... Oh, and Dez is coming to town. Oh, and Dez is coming <laughs> to town, by the way. Yeah. If it doesn't get better over the course of these next four games... Yeah, I think it's going to get real rocky real quick. It's already rocky, but it'll be even worse because if I mean again, you know, if if they're losing 31 to 28 and playing well, it's a little bit of a different story, but if it keeps up like this, I can't imagine I can't imagine Jerry Jones won't change his mind a few th- about a few things. All right, well, let's take our final break and when we come back, we'll keep answering some of y'all's questions, so make sure you hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce. The growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. 
The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to the break. Welcome back. This is the third segment of no, yeah, third yeah. segment of the break. Uh, Nick, yeah. you want to talk to me about underwear? Yeah, the, cow- yeah, the Cowboys need to make some adjustments, <laughs> no doubt about it. Uh, this is the time of year to to do some uh, of that, some changing. But Tommy John, their big message is no adjustment needed. They don't like when you have to adjust there on the fly or adjust your fly. They don't want either either one of those happening. And that's why they've got the best underwear in the world. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. See for yourself. You get 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboy. No adjustment needed. Nice. That's only good in some scenarios. For that one, as far as underwear, that is absolutely great. Okay. For other things, okay. when you talk about game, no. When you yeah. talk about the Cowboys, you need Second adjustments. Second half, yeah. Let's make adjustments. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, We're here's the We're going to change the way we run. We're going to change the way we eat. Thank We're you, gonna Denzel. change the way we win. Oh, I'm ready to run. Great that is, movie. It's just so inspiring. Go I'm ready to play. go. Let's go on a team run to Gettysburg. Still fun. Go to Gettysburg on Sunday, like they did. It's only like two hours away from Philly, right? They, they, Something like that. What if Garrett does that? Like five in the morning, oh, gets God. him out. Everyone Shut starts up. running, and that works in high school. In the NFL, <laughs> in, fun, sir. in the NFL, the guys are like, "What uh, no. is this in my contract?" Yeah, <laughs> nah. All right, here's a question from Rob. Not our Rob, but another Rob. Okay, Rob in Vegas? <laughs> not Rob in Vegas. I don't know. But he's asking, why does a run first team only runs six play action passes in an entire game? I don't have a good answer for you, Rob. I would like to see a lot more. But as I love to say, they don't. You That's know, something you talk about a lot. They don't invite me into those meetings. Um, yeah. They don't care about my opinion. But I agree with you. They, yeah. They, I think they should utilize that much more than they do. From the guy that thinks they should run a flea flicker every game, like me, I definitely think they should do play action. Yep. Deception. <laughs> I see people here talking about the flea flicker, Which too. I, hope, I mean, I don't want to say I think they will, but I hope they will. Because, again, uh, four, four or five different quarterbacks have had a lot of success running the ball against this Eagles defense. I really I don't think you're going to have fun just trying to charge over Fletcher Cox 25 times. So... Play action, quarterback keepers, bootlegs, some something, something, anything. Are you guys expecting them to play more to Dak's strength this week? Perhaps getting him on the move. 
Yes. Please. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's like you just said. You know, you can't just keep trying up the middle. I think that's that's how you're gonna, you know, do some things on the outside. Now, I I am one that thinks though the best way to beat the Eagles if you are gonna run is you have to get north on them. You have to, um, you know. You can't just go hat on a hat, but but you can't be dancing around because they're faster than you. So you've got to figure out a ways, get it blocked, hit the hole quick, go north. Now, when it comes to the quarterback, I do think he needs to be on the move. And I, and I think you can have some success running the ball straight up the middle if you have that element of, of threat on the outside to, for him to run. So, yes, I think you have to do that. This one... <laughs> Uh-oh. I'll just put it out there. Oh. I mean, it's something we keep talking about over and over, but still, what would be easier to find this offseason, an upgrade at coach or an upgrade at quarterback? Well, huh? you know, I, I, I had a column that I wrote the other day that says, you know, it's easier. It'll be easier for the Cowboys to fix Dak than to replace him. The way it is this year, the way it's structured. I don't see a, you know, there's not a first-round pick. I looked at all the second-round picks for the last 10 years, it's not pretty. Andy Dalton is the best one of the group, um, and he's not an elite quarterback uh, right now, or isn't one. Um, he's good. He's pretty good, but he's not an elite, and so I don't think he's your difference maker. So I don't know if, where you're going to find this. I think you have a better chance of maybe getting a different system, different coach in here that can fix. Uh, and I'm talking about offensive coach that can fix Dak, but I don't, you know, I don't think that you'll have a. Di- I think you'll have a different head coach as well, unless this team gets to the playoffs. I don't want to repeat myself too much, but I really believe that the Amari Cooper trade signals that Dak is going to be the quarterback of this team at least through 2019, if not longer. I know there's a decent number of y'all that don't want to hear that. I'm sorry, but um, the Cowboys at the very least want to see what they have and at the very most are committed to Dak for the long term. I know Jerry Jones clarified what he said on Tuesday this morning. You know, Dak's going to be extended, and I – I not to pat myself on the back, but I knew what he meant. Like he's not saying on January 10th, we're going to offer Dak a new contract. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, I believe that Dak is our quarterback of the future. And that will be reflected. That doesn't mean they're going to, you know, he, that doesn't mean there's a timetable on Mm -hmm. when he gets that deal. That's just what Jerry thinks, which is to say, like I said, you know, whether you talk about the franchise tag in the future or whatever, I just, Dak is going to be the quarterback here for at least a little while longer. And so, yeah, it's easier to yeah to find a new scheme or a coaching staff that can suit his strengths a little bit better. I, I think that you look. I mean, I think that you evaluate all quarterbacks. If you see one that you like in the draft and somebody that's that's kind of slipped and you, you have a higher grade on, yeah, I mean, I, you always take a chance on, on that kind of stuff, um, you know, and hope that you find an, another quarterback. There, there's some good quarterbacks out there that weren't drafted high. Uh, maybe one of the best in the league is in Seattle, right? It was drafted second third round, round, third, third round. So, I mean, yeah, it happens. It happens all over the place. Um, but I just, I, I think that he will be here regardless of kind of what happens. Um, I don't think that's the case with the coach, though. I don't. I, I think that they're yeah. going to turn this around and get into the playoffs. If not, I think that it's, you know, it would be time to make a change there. Now, here's a different question, but keeping it on the same subject as far as quarterbacks. When you talk about Cooper Rush and Mike White, both of those guys, when they initially got here, there were a lot of people who were excited and uh, for them and excited to see what they could bring. And we've seen them in the preseason, mm-hmm. nothing impressive. Uh, you know, we saw little flashes here and there, yeah. but nothing that would give you that kind of excitement to want to to see them more on the field as of right now. But 
based on what you've seen at practices, how do both of these guys look as far as the progression? I, that feels a little misguided. Like if, I mean, we don't get to see that part of practice. We go, you know, they stretch and they go through pat and go, and then we have to leave. So I have no idea how Mike White has progressed over the last eight weeks, Cooper Rush either. I mean, I haven't seen them do something meaningful since training camp ended. So I can't really answer that fairly. Yeah. I will say, um, I, you know, somebody asked me earlier, is like, well, do you want to see Cooper Rush if this thing keeps going south? And no, I don't. It's the same thing I said back in like week three. I want a stack. I want an envelope this thick of notes on Dak Prescott. I want 16 games of the good and the bad. And, you know, whether it's Jason Garrett or a new head coach, the decision makers, I want them to have as much information as possible when they sit down to decide what to do with Dak. That means what's his future with the team or how much money is fair to offer him. I mean, that's, you know, that's a big deal. Like, right. If if you told me that you were going to extend Dak Prescott at Aaron Rodgers' rate, that would be not good. I would yeah. be very upset with that. But if his level of play dictates that you can pay him far below what a good quarterback on a second contract makes, I'm fine with that, honestly. Like, I still, in the right circumstance with the right scheme for the right money, I think Dak Prescott's fine. Yeah. And so I want as big of a resume as possible for these decision makers to look at. And that means playing him all year. And and it's not just about Sundays either, because regardless of what level of contract you're talking about, you're, he's still going to be paid. If he gets extended, will be the, you know, the face of the franchise. He already is, but he'll get paid like that as well. This is a good time to see, all right, let's say this team does struggle in, in the next month. They win one out of three or four games. They're sitting there in December and, and, and it's a, it's five and, and, and eight and, and all that or whatever it is you, you want to see how Dak leads this team Absolutely. how does he prepare how does he to take on this burden every single week is he going into battle every game regardless of the playoffs or off the table I mean if that happens this these are the good tests for that and you can't see that if he's getting benched and upset and then you're playing a guy that's not the face of the franchise I mean that's something Tampa Bay is going to have to figure out Tampa Bay's in this same boat and they don't have Cooper Rush they've got a veteran but they've got to figure out what are they going to do with Jameis Winston especially when they're out of the playoffs so it's going to be very similar. The Cowboys in or out of the playoffs, they've got to see how Dak handles this situation. And that is one thing Jason Garrett always says that I really do like and agree with, which is like in this league, you are evaluated 24 hours a day on everything you do. Like if you're the franchise quarterback face of the franchise, like the way you eat breakfast matters and how, you know, how you respond to mm -hmm. your teammates, how you respond to being on a bad team. So Dak Prescott needs to be playing regardless of how good or bad this is it's the in the best interest of the franchise long term to get as good of an idea of that as possible and for those people that you know keep asking about these two quarterbacks the backup quarterbacks as far as Mike Wyke and Cooper Rush and this is absolutely my own perception and based on my very limited interactions that I've had with both of those guys to me it doesn't portray a starter, a starting quarterback, like their attitude, the the confidence level. I mean, there is a certain voice that you need to have and a certain persona that you need to have in order to carry a team. Why are you making that face? You know where I'm going with this. I actually don't, but go ahead. I agree with you on that. And but... I, I would have agreed with you had I not been here 15 years ago. 
because I would have lost every penny I had if you told me Tony Romo would be the starting quarterback of the Cowboys. <laughs> you know, look at this guy. He played on my flag football team. We had a recreational flag football team. He was the quarterback on our team. He so was when, when really you talked to him back then when he first started, he, he had yeah. that kind of attitude too? Well, just you kinda... just didn't, you didn't expect it. And let me finish this part. We, he was really good on our team. He was throwing the ball around. I know where you're going now. And we got to the playoffs, and he threw four interceptions, and we lost our playoff game. And I was like, this guy will never be good in the league. You just wanted to, <laughs> yeah, you just wanted to throw that dig in there. No, I don't. I I'm don't, just saying that's, that's what happened. I don't agree you with that. You never know. Yes. I don't, you, just, you don't know about that kind of stuff. I like don't agree with that. Yeah. I mean, Dak, Dak was an easy going. I mean, he was chill, and he kind of he had that confidence about him, but like, he was just trying to stay out of the way for the first two or so months that he was here because that's what you do when you're the third or fourth quarterback. You're like, hey, I'm just trying to soak up information and not step on people's toes. Like, if Mike White was walking around the locker room like he owned the place, he would be pissing people off and be like, who are you and why do you think you're important? So, no, you can't judge a guy. Well, I'm not saying about doing that. I'm just saying there, there are certain energy that you get when talking to somebody, even if it's off camera and. It's, yeah, it's but just different. I it's like, think the energy would be different if you knew that yeah, he was about but, to start at quarterback. But you like, are right in, in in saying this, and I think we all agree that they don't have that look. I haven't seen that from them right now, Mike White or Cooper Rush. But you know what? One day, but I don't know if you ever really see it from your backup until you see it. But right. I, I don't – I just – I'm with you on that, but I, I have been burned in the past by Romo, and so I'm kind of more hesitant. It's like Kellen Moore. When Kellen Moore had to play – Mm. It, it like his attitude was it's just different it's just it's, different it's he still easy. threw for 400 yards in a game yeah. so i mean <laughs> he did do that it's easy to mythologize dak now but he wasn't like that when he got i mean like he's always had that demeanor but like nobody was saying yeah. that about him before he got the opportunity you know what i mean yeah. so. i get you i get you but I've, I've i've been lucky to read enough people and be right sometimes Check out Gut Keep Feeling. Yeah. There may be no. a change Nick's in my change. in my Oh, yeah, Nick made, made a change of heart. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I'm still on the fence. The gut that hasn't told me. <laughs> His gut just keeps moving around. <laughs> Maybe go to the restroom. Okay. All oh, right. God. All right. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in once again on Cowboys Break. For Nick Eman, David Hellman, Amber Garcia, this has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com radio. Uh... This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!